This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Squeeze Kids! It's your daily news fix. Fun, free, fresh. Good morning and welcome to Squiz Kids Today, your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. I'm Bryce Corbett. It's Wednesday, March 23. In Squiz Kids Today, La Nina not done with us yet. Ecuador's toad that sings like a bird. Facebook in the naughty corner and meet the porcupine dinosaur. That's what's making news, kids style. The Lowdown. Just when you thought it was safe to put away your gumboots, Just when you thought the sky couldn't possibly have any rain left in it, comes yet another weather system which threatens to send temperatures dropping across the eastern parts of Australia and the very strong possibility of a whole lot more rain. Having just endured the worst flooding in decades, news of the downpour, which is expected to move from South Australia today through New South Wales and up into Queensland at the end of this week, will be met with a definite sigh of exhaustion for the many communities on Australia's east coast who are already saturated. Fingers crossed there's no more flooding. Meanwhile, temperatures tomorrow are expected to drop to 12 degrees in Melbourne and 10 degrees in Hobart. The change in temperature comes as we move into what's called the autumn equinox. It's the date on the calendar when we move from having longer, warmer, summery days to shorter, cooler, wintry days. Oh, and there's a tropical cyclone hovering over the top of Western Australia too, just to mix things up. The wacky weather is all part of the La Nina weather system that we're currently in. La Nina, which translates to little girl in Spanish, is a weather system that happens about every five years or so and brings with it massive amounts of rain. Smart weather people say that we've got at least another month of La Nina hanging around, so maybe don't put away that bottle of exit mould just yet. Globe. Each day we give the world globe a spin and find a news story from wherever it stops. And today we've landed in the South American country of Ecuador, where scientists have stumbled over a toad that sings like a bird. Sounds like a Pixar movie just waiting to happen. The Rinella feste, which is the toad's scientific name, was discovered 100 years ago, but it was believed at the time to be mute, meaning scientists didn't think it made any sound at all. But a frog scientist hiking in mountains in Ecuador heard what he thought was a bird singing and traced the sound to the toad, and they've now had to go and rewrite all of their biology textbooks. How cool is that? The toad grows to about 60 centimetres, which if you grab a ruler, you'll see is pretty big. So it's kind of hard to miss, which makes the fact it remains silent to scientific ears for so long even more remarkable. I bet there are a couple of teachers out there today wishing they had a few more Ecuadorian toads in their classroom sometimes. Silent for a hundred years. I don't know about you, but if that was me, I would burst. Pop Culture Corner. 195 years. That's how much time the streaming service Netflix reckons it has saved its users in the five years since it introduced the skip intro option. 
You know how your favourite TV show has an opening introduction that is the same every single time? And when you're watching it on a streaming service, you're offered the chance to skip that intro with the press of a button. Netflix reckons that around the world, its users have collectively gotten back a total of 195 years worth of their time by skipping the credits at the start of a program. Only problem is, at least in my kids' case, they've used up every single one of those saved seconds watching more Netflix. Hmm. Animal Kingdom. Paleontologists, who are people that study dinosaur fossils, are super excited about a brand new spike-covered dinosaur from the Jurassic period whose remains have been dug up in China. The dino bones were painstakingly put together by scientists who last week announced that they belonged to a new species never seen before and that its armour of long spikes up and down its back made it resemble a porcupine. But, you know, much, much bigger and much, much scarier. The Euxisaurus Kopchiki, which is its name, walked the earth about 170 million years ago and measured about three metres in length about half as long as a bus, and it ate ferns and other ancient plants. And just like a porcupine, it used its spikes to scare off predators. There's a link to a drawing of the porcupine dinosaur in today's episode notes. It's Wednesday, which means that Squizzy the Newshound is back in the studio to report back on any misinformation he sniffed out on the internet. And this week, he's learned that the Australian government has sued Facebook over fake ads that caused a lot of people to lose a lot of money. The ads featured fake endorsements from politicians including former New South Wales Premier Mike Baird, WA's mining billionaire Andrew Forrest and other celebrities. Now, what's an endorsement? It's when someone famous tells you that they use a product in the hope that you might use it too. The way that cricketers Elise Perry and Marcus Labuschagne endorse Wheatbix, for example. The problem, though, with the Facebook ads is that the celebrities had no idea that their pictures and names were being used to advertise products. The Australian government says that Facebook did nothing to stop the ads, even after the celebrities complained. So, as Squizzy always says, the next time you see an ad with a celebrity endorsement, it's best to stop, think, and check before you buy. A quick message now from our podcast partner, Woolworths Fresh Food Kids Discovery Tours. The Woolworths Fresh Food Kids Discovery Tours program is all about helping early learning centre kids and primary school kids, that's you, to discover where our fruit and veggies come from. It's a classroom experience with fun digital activities designed with the help of smart foodie people, educators, nutritionists and a food scientist to help kids learn about how food gets from the farm all the way to your fork. Last week we mentioned we'd be strapping on our gumboots to talk to Aussie farmers about where our food comes from and today we're visiting the Sun Razor District in Victoria to talk to farmer Tommy about growing oranges. Stay listening at the end of the podcast to hear that chat. And teachers, if you're looking to bring the farming and sustainability world into your classroom, you can request a free classroom kit at woolworths.com.au forward slash discovery tours. Time for the quiz. 
This is the part of the podcast where you get to test how well you've been listening. Question number one. What sort of modern day animal is a newly discovered dinosaur said to resemble? That's right, it's a porcupine. Question number two. In which South American country did scientists find a toad that sings? Yeah, you got it. It was Ecuador. Question number three. Here's a tricky one. What's the date on the calendar called where long summer days turn to shorter winter ones? That's right. It's autumn equinox. Well done if you got that one. It's March 23. Today is World Meteorological Day, where we celebrate the clever people who bring us weather forecasts. It's also the birthday of Aussie basketballer Kyrie Irving and former Paralympian and all-round legend Kurt Fernley. It's also a special day for these squiz kids celebrating a birthday today. Leon from the Sunshine Coast, Riley from Broken Hill, Emerson from Berrydale, Vader from Mwillumbar, and Franka, who's listening all the way over there in Singapore. And classroom shout-outs today go to the Year 6 students in Room 17 with Ms Slater at Tambray Primary School in Karatha, the Holson family who are homeschooling in Lethbridge, and the Year 6 classes at King's Langley Public School. And finally, a special shout-out to my new friends Emmett and Cece from Melbourne, Archie, Vivian and Wesley from Brisbane, and Will, Jed and Eddie from Adelaide. It was so good to meet you all and your parents on the Zoom call yesterday and to hear all about your very cool home education journey. Don't forget, if you've got a birthday coming up and you want a shout-out, or if you're after a classroom shout-out, drop us a line at squizkids at thesquiz.com.au. Well, that's all we have time for. Thanks for listening to Squiz Kids today. We'll be back again tomorrow. In the meantime, get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. Hello and welcome to our first Squiz Kids Farmer Q&A, brought to you by Woolworths Fresh Food Kids Discovery Tours. Joining me today is citrus farmer Tommy from the Sunraysia District in Victoria. Tommy grows the oranges, mandarins and lemons that you find in your supermarket or fruit shop. Tommy, welcome to Squiz Kids. G'day guys, thanks, it's great to be here. Now Tommy, I'm a little bit of an orange fanatic. I have a fresh one every morning with my breakfast, chuck it in the juicer with frozen strawberries. They're good for you, right? Mate, the uh, oranges are the best thing you can have in the morning to start your day, full of vitamin C and fibre. Excellent. Now, as you know, we asked Squiz Kids to send in any questions they might have about where oranges come from, how they're grown, or how they eventually end up in our supermarkets and in our tummies. Are you ready to jump straight in? Yeah, let's get into it, guys. Great. First question comes from Sam, and he asks... Hi, my name is Sam, and my question is, how big is your farm, and how many oranges do you produce each year? My farm is... About 500 hectares, which, if we relate that back to football fields, that's over 250 football fields. The amount of trees that we've got planted on there is over 250,000 trees. Each tree can have a couple of hundred pieces of fruit, so we have millions and millions of pieces of fruit on our farms. 
Fantastic. Now, Nick has a great question as well. Over to you, Nick. Hi, my name is Nick, and my question is, how long does it take an orange to grow? An orange takes a long time to grow. So when we plant it in the ground as a little seedling, it takes three to four years before it produces any fruit. Wow. When it does start to produce fruit, it takes one whole year to grow that piece of orange. The tree flowers first, the flower turns into a fruitlet, and that fruitlet turns into your orange. Yum. That fits nicely with the next question from Alice, who asks... Hi, I'm Alice from Townsville. Is it true oranges are actually green for most of the time they're growing? Oranges are actually green for most of the time that they're growing. They only turn to the colour orange a few weeks before they're ready to pick. All right, now final question comes from April in Canberra. I'm April. I'm seven years old and I live in Canberra. The question is... Where do your oranges go once they've been picked? So all the oranges that I grow on my farm, they're fresh fruit. And they're the ones that you guys get and your parents get from the supermarket. There are different types of oranges. Sometimes you use oranges for orange juice and things like that. But all my oranges end up in your kids' lunchboxes. And I've got a quick question for you, Tommy, before we go. What's your favourite way to eat an orange? My favourite way to eat an orange would be fresh off the tree, Bryce. I love to go out into my orchard and pick one off the tree and peel it in the paddock and and enjoy it in the paddock. That sounds like an amazing experience. I think Squiz Kids needs to come out for a little uh, tour of your farm. Tommy, that's been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. You're very welcome. Thanks, Bryce, and enjoy your day, kids. Now, don't forget the Woolworths Fresh Food Kids Discovery Tour program is all about helping early learning centre kids and primary school kids, that's you, to discover where our fruit and veggies come from. Teachers, if you're looking to bring the farming and sustainability world into your classroom, you can request a free classroom kit at woolworths.com.au forward slash discovery tours. That's all for now. Thanks for listening. This is Bryce Corbett signing off and reminding you to get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. 